Welcome back, gardeners, to the Gardeners with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Regina Hitchcock, and we're going to finish up our discussion about the three sisters today. Uh, The podcast is going to start out just talking about squash, the last of the three sisters. If you need more information, or if you want to find links or photos, just go to our website, www.gardenerswithaltitude.com, and you will be able to download and access the full transcript of this and all of the other podcasts, as well as any supplementary material that we may have. So let's just go ahead and begin. First, I want to say that when I mention squash, I'm not just talking about a specific type of squash, um, like butternut or zucchini. I am talking about the entire squash family, including winter squashes, summer squashes, melons, cucumbers, and pumpkins. When I mention a specific type of squash or squash family, like winter squash, I will specifically mention that I'm talking about that particular type or that particular growing habit. For example, zucchini, um, and crookneck squashes are typically a bush habit, and most of your winter squashes, pumpkins, and cucumbers are typically a vining habit. Almost all of the squash family can be grown in a three sisters planting with very similar results, so that's why I'm going to kind of group them all together for this podcast. Squash is a very old crop, and we've found seeds in Central America that date back uh, like 12,000 years. Now, of course, squash from 12,000 years ago probably looked and tasted very different than squash from today, but there's still a lot of old heirloom varieties that might be pretty darn close. Um, there typically are three different kinds of squash that, we're, that I'm going to really talk about. Um, I, I'm going to talk about winter squashes. Um, I'm going to talk about summer squashes, those that are eaten kind of green Um, and soft and then the pumpkins I'm going to talk about pumpkins separately cucumbers if you want to look at them as a squash they would definitely fall into the summer squash variety they have very thin skins they're eaten while they are green they're not typically allowed to mature all the way to adulthood because the seeds would get very tough Um, the rinds would get very hard and the flesh would become quite bitter. So when I talk about summer squash, I am including things like melons as well um, and cucumbers, okay? So the three varieties of squash, back in the times when we were talking about uh, Native Americans developing these new varieties, they typically were producing what we consider nowadays either pumpkins or winter squash. These were vegetables that were kept for a very long time. They were stored over winter months and eaten later on throughout the year um, with the beans and the corn that were also dried and stored. So typically we were talking about um, pumpkin type squashes or you know winter squashes. The real big difference between winter squashes and what we consider summer squashes is in fact that they are allowed to mature on the vine that is the winter squash are allowed to mature on the vine and if you don't break their stems off at the top they'll store for a very long time i have broken into butternuts and banana squashes that have been in my kitchen since 
you know, October and I get into them in, you know, June or July to turn out some soups or some, you know, pumpkin fritters or whatever. Um, so they do store for a very long time. The other thing that's really great about winter squashes is that a lot of times you can consume the seeds as well. Um, we probably remember as children when we would carve jack-o'-lanterns that we very frequently would roast the pumpkin seeds and that's quite delicious they're very good for you they have a lot of nutrients in them and they also have a lot of fats that for natives back in the day they were very important to their diet um, a lot of times food was not quite as plentiful in the winter time where they relied largely on meat stores and stored vegetables and so having something that had quite a bit of fat in it was very very important for the calorie needs of the family so seeds were very important uh, winter squash almost exclusively grows in a vining habit so we'll talk a little bit about the vining habit and the bush habit and just like when we talked about tomatoes several months back um, there is just the two basic habits there's an intermediate growth that they kind of call maybe a semi-vining or semi-bush. They both basically mean the same thing. They basically mean that they're not really a bush crop, but they're not really a vining crop. But for the most part, most squashes, uh, especially winter squashes, do grow in a vining habit. So that's why one of, one of the most popular um, pumpkins or one of the most popular squashes is pumpkins. Um, they vine out, they make these lovely trailing vines kind of sticking out everywhere with these bright orange globes in the middle of the pumpkin patch. And it's very attractive and very fun to do, but it does take up a lot of space. And so, you know, the three sisters planting variety or the planting habit makes a lot of sense because you have corn growing upright and beans climbing up above that and then that leaves a lot of space that you can grow you know vining squashes and so they really utilize their space very very well the other type of squashes that we're going to talk about is the summer squashes and again i'm including cucumbers and melons in that not because they're the exact same uh, a lot of melons have more in common with um, cucumbers than they do with like your your summer squashes and stuff um, like zucchini or crookneck straight neck whatever um, but the fact of the matter is is you eat them green okay meaning they're not completely ripe um, and they do have seeds that for the most part other than watermelons um, you can consume the seeds and they won't hurt you summer squashes have been bred to some degree to be bush plants there are even cucumbers now that are semi bush plants or patio plants I grew one this year that's called patio snacker and they're really small I don't want to say really small but they're like a four inch cucumber kind of a pickling style cucumber that grew on plants that were only about 18 inches long so 
that's a semi-bush plant and it was and it was extremely productive and they were very delicious cucumbers but they have summer squashes have been bred that way uh, recently in particular so that they they don't take up quite as much space they don't grow nearly as long either a lot of summer squashes have a maturity rate of anywhere between 65 and 80 days whereas most summer squashes need at least i mean most winter squashes need at least 100 days sometimes up to 120 for various pumpkins and extremely large banana squash um summer squash and winter squash are eaten very differently for the most part you can you can eat a lot of your summer squashes raw um things like zucchini are very popular in crudite platters um but you definitely wouldn't cut up butternut which is a very rich flavored winter squash you definitely wouldn't cut one of those up to put in a crudite platter um but cucumbers and melons a lot of zucchinis crookneck straight neck scallop squash they're very good raw they have a very thin skin they grow fairly quickly um and when it comes to zucchini and crookneck straight neck scallop and various other heirloom type summer squashes they um the seeds don't ever really mature and so you eat them without even realizing you're eating them so it's quite good so growing squash doesn't really require a whole lot of super equipment or anything odd you know squash grow fairly easily they have you know they have substantial water needs but as long as the water drains and as long as it is fairly plentiful squash will grow just about anywhere one thing i have learned is squash don't love heavy clay soil so they do really well in my raised beds but i don't like to put them out on the ground um watermelons and any of your vining squashes um cantaloupes as well and many of your longer vined cucumbers can be grown vertically, meaning that they don't need to sprawl all over the garden, but you can train them up trellises, you can train them up fences. Um, I had extremely good luck with cantaloupes and smaller watermelons by using socks or pieces of bed sheet tied to a fence to hold the fruits up as they were ripening and the vines just clambered all over the place and it was fantastic um, it kept the bugs off of them it kept them up off the ground in a particularly moist summertime which that doesn't happen very often around here but um, it can be an issue they will rot if they're on the ground and bugs love to eat them plus around here we have coyotes and they like to eat squash as well and they will come in and they'll eat your squash your cucumbers your melons um, anything that's on the ground or in their reach they will eat them up so tying them up is always a good idea winter squashes as i said before do need to be cooked and a lot of times you'll find um, chopped butternut or you'll find banana squash in pre-cut packages in the grocery store and that is fantastic uh, a lot of times the rind of winter squashes can be very tough um, and it's difficult to cut through with a knife if you don't have very strong hands sometimes it can be dangerous to cut through with a knife 
but you also can bake squashes whole which is something that I have just taken to doing here recently um, acorn squashes and butternut squashes can be baked whole if you can stab a few holes in them with forks to release some of that moisture um, they cook quite quickly compared to you know steaming them or whatever but they have that just delicious rich flavor when they are cooked um, or baked in the oven or roasted so they're quite good and like I said before you can usually eat the seeds of the winter squashes and it makes it nice so today that is about all that we have um, I wanted to encourage you guys again that if you need more information, if you would like links to some popular varieties of squash, um, if you would like more information about how to contact the Garden Club, um, just look up our website www.gardenerswithaltitude.com or look us up on Facebook at St. John's Gardeners with Altitude. Happy gardening!